I achieved my dream. As of today, November 22nd, 2021, I have achieved my dream of being a published author. My book, Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life is out today. It's an ebook and it's out in print and here in my, my little hands, my hot little hands, I am holding a proof copy of the book. And it's a proof copy Amazon wrote, not for resale, on the front of it before they printed it. Thanks, Amazon. I'm not going to resell it. Um, you know, you're, you're stealing my moment a little bit because the cover's got this big gray stripe across the front of it. That's okay. The inside, oh my gosh, I love, I love the formatting on the inside. And I'm not just saying that, I mean, I did the formatting. Um, I used a program called Vellum, which is amazing. And it's such a skimmable book. That's one of the things I love about it. I pulled out like the most important pull quotes and highlighted those. And at the end of every chapter, I did like a, did you get that? Chapter recap and asked some questions. And it's such a Mel book, which I know sounds silly to say because I wrote it. But if you have been paying attention to my podcast or my newsletter or my social media content, if you've taken my course, you know that my thing is action. My thing is getting you to discern what you want and then take action on it. So this book, Becoming Future You, is a guide to help you figure out what you want out of your life. Like what's your version of a meaningful life? Because it's different for all of us. And then once you clarify at least parts of that vision, then how do you become the kind of person who lives that kind of life? Because you have to take action. You have to do the work. You can't just be like, you know, five star me is a lot less stressed. And then continue to put a whole bunch of stuff on your plate and wonder where the less stressed version of you is. Why doesn't she just show up? She doesn't show up because you have to do the work to become that version of you. So this Becoming Future You is a highly actionable guide written in my, um, what did somebody call it? My my happy Mel voice or my cheery Mel voice. I don't know. It's It sounds, it's written the way I talk. So if you like the sound of my voice, you will like this book. You can get a copy at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book or anywhere that you buy books. But if you buy a copy, or should I say when you buy a copy before December 1st, please make sure you upload the receipt to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book. And I'm going to send you stickers. I'm going to send you a printed copy of the companion journal. Yes, there's a companion journal that you get with the book that has all these prompts and questions to help you get clarity on your life. This is like, this is not a book you're going to read and then just like let it pass through your life and forget about. I'm going to guide you through doing some work and figuring things out. So, you know, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go get your copy. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. 
I have achieved my dream. I have achieved my dream of being a published author. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. This has been a long journey. It's been since fourth grade. When I was in fourth grade, um, I wrote a story called Rumple Mix Up. And in this story, this girl was traveling to visit her grandparents and she had taken all these books with her in a basket and the basket fell on the floor and she had to, uh, and all the stories got mixed up. So like Rumpelstiltskin was like sleeping in a bed at the, the dwarves house and Snow White had to kick him out. And I think Goldilocks and the three bears was in there and, and Rapunzel was trying to steal somebody's prints. I don't remember all the details, but I wrote that story and my teacher published it, meaning she cut some cardstock and gave it to us and let us color it and then stapled our books together. And more importantly than that, she told me that she thought I was a good writer and it planted this seed, this idea in my mind that said, hey Mel, Maybe someday you could write a book. Someday is here. Ah! <laughs> like any good hero, I ignored my instincts for a really long time. Fourth grade was a number of decades ago. And even though I was so excited about that dream at the time, I, I put it aside. Like this summer of fifth grade, I was like, I'm going to write a book. And, and I worked on something. And I think every summer vacation, I said, this is the summer I write my book. So it stayed in my mind for all of childhood. But then I got focused on other things in adulthood, found my way back to publishing and put myself in the position of assistant. And I spent a really long time working as an author assistant and assisting with marketing and then doing email marketing and specializing in that, specializing in websites and then taking over um, the role of conference director for the Novelist Inc. conference, all, all work that I love. And I feel like all, all of the work that I've done has prepared me for this moment. But my point is I set my dream aside because, I mean, if I'm being honest, I didn't think I could do it. That's one of many reasons. I didn't think I could do it. I was worried that it would be a big flop. Um, I thought that it would make me less special. I, that's that's one we'll have to really delve into. But I, I thought so many people have written a book. If I wrote a book, then I would be somehow less special. It sounds dumb. I know. I'm still I'm still working my way through that one. But anyway, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how I overcame those things, the strategies that I used. And even though we're going to talk specifically about writing a book, the strategies apply to anything. So whatever your dream is, if it's a side hustle, if it's starting an Etsy store, if it's starting a podcast, if it's decluttering your house, if it's selling your house and moving, whatever your dream is, if it's a health related dream, you can apply the strategies that I'm going to talk about today to your own dream. So today we're going to listen to some words that past Mel recorded 
and I'm going to help pull the strategies out of my vlog episodes. I started a vlog series called Can Mel Write Her First Book? <laughs> and that's what we're diving into today. So before we even listen to my first vlog episode, let me say that one of the strategies, strategy number one, that worked for me in achieving this dream of writing a book was public commitment. And this is not the first time that I have tried this strategy, but I made a public commitment to the people I was writing the book for. I decided that I would start this vlog and I would put the episodes on Instagram and on YouTube and they're, they're there, hashtag Mel writes her first book. <laughs> and I did that for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons being I thought that if I would make a public announcement that I would stick to it. And that turned out to be correct. I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to embarrass myself by just kind of like letting that peter out and like, you know, just not posting anything else. And then I never have a book. But I think more importantly in that strategy I was making a commitment to the people I was writing the book for. I wrote the book for you. And keeping that in mind was me digging into my why. So when we talk about goals, so this is strategy number two. Number one, make a public commitment. Number two, know why it matters. What is the thing you're working on? If you're working on decluttering your house, why? Why does it matter? If you've got a health goal, why does it matter? What is future you going to be able to do or enjoy or have because you work on the goal? I knew future Mel would have a book, but having a book with my name on it, no matter how cool that is, for me, that wasn't a big enough motivator because I knew, you know, for all the years that I thought about writing a book, I knew that that's how publishing worked. I knew that if I wrote a book, eventually I would be able to hold in my little hands a book with my name on it, which is awesome, but not a strong enough motivator for me. For me, I had to know who I was writing it for. So I had to get clear on my audience, on you, on what your needs are and what the things you've told me have helped you over the years. I've had my newsletter for seven years. When people reply, I pay attention. When they say this works, I store it away and I think, okay, how can I build on that? So I was thinking about the person who was going to read it. And I think that really came through when I was writing it as well. It became clear um, pretty early on in the writing process that basically I was having a conversation with the reader. And I think you're going to feel that way when you read it. But first two strategies, make a public commitment. Or get an accountability buddy, right? If you don't want to make a public commitment, make a commitment to a friend and say, hey, I'm going to go for a walk three times this week. Will you check in with me and make sure that I've done it? And then ask that friend if there's something that they want you to check in on them about. And then number two, strengthen up your why. Know why it matters. Okay, so let's listen to past Mel and see what July Mel has to say. I am working on my first book and I'm recording this vlog because I thought it might be helpful to future Mel to look back and see what it was like to write her first book 
and also maybe helpful to other people who are writing their first books because there's something about being in it that I feel like is going to be valuable. Like maybe I'm going to forget some of the pain or that's not, it hasn't been painful so far. If I'm being honest, I've really been enjoying it. So I'm on my fourth outline right now. I started an outline in April. It's currently July. And then my life got crazy and I totally forgot that I even wrote that outline. So then a week and a half or two weeks ago when I started on this book again, I forgot that I had that outline. So I started with a new outline and I had this idea that I was trying to like work through the whole book and I only made it halfway through that outline before the idea didn't work anymore. So I scrapped that outline and I started again. And this time I made it all the way through an outline. And I was like, yes, now I can start writing. It's going to be so fast. And then I realized I hadn't actually divided my outline into chapters, which are necessary for a book. So I set that outline to the side and now I'm working on a chapter outline. Oddly enough, all my scrapped outlines are being very helpful right now because I am going back through them and going, oh, that was a good idea. That was a good idea. That was a good idea. And some of them are actually making it into what's going to be the final outline. Some things that are helping me right now, I'm putting my writing time on the calendar, which is something I never did before. It was just like one of those things that I was going to try to get done every day, which didn't work. So now I'm putting it on my calendar. I'm not scheduling other things during that time. And I'm making it the first thing I do every day. Not Okay, wait. Not the first thing. I do my morning routine, I exercise, I eat breakfast, I, I do all these other, I walk, I walk that dog back there. I do all these other things, but it's my first like computer thing of the day. I did that because I know that I get overwhelmed with input and I'm a freelancer. So I have coaching clients, I have students. I have assisting clients. I help authors with their marketing. I get this like large volume of input during the day. And if I look at it, then I start thinking about like, oh, I got to tell this person that thing and I need to do this and I need to schedule that. And it's, I can't focus on writing then. Or And I'm making a couple of rituals for myself, like some muscle memory things. So I make my coffee, eat my breakfast, make my coffee, bring my coffee to my desk. And then I turn on Pandora and put on these puppies. One of my favorite purchases of all time. You have other beings that live in your house, human or four-legged. They are so amazing and they block so much noise. So that's what's working for me so far. Scheduling my time, having my headphones, making a thousand outlines that are thousands of words long hoping that that's going to make things faster in the end. We will find out. I am hoping that my outline's going to be so good that I can write a chapter a day in a two-hour block. Okay, here we go. I am going to have this book finished. I'm going to say this because then we can both laugh later if it's not true. August 20th. August 20th. It is now July 13th. I'll check back in and let you know how it's going.
All right, so we can see right from the beginning, past Mel was using some strategies that I often talk to you about. So a couple of things that really stand out to me when I listen to July Mel, um, she said she was making time for it. One of the greatest productivity hacks, or I don't really feel like it's a hack, strategy, a great productivity strategy is to block out time in your calendar for the things you're going to do. I used to fall into the trap of thinking future Mel would just like find time for it. And she never did. I would put things on a list and then I would just sort of hope that future Mel would figure out when we were going to do that thing, which meant those things didn't happen. So if you want to get something done, put it on your calendar. And then if you have to move it, move it, but don't delete it. Don't just let that time slide by. Like right now I'm doing this recording and my calendar is telling me, hey Mel, this is taking twice as long as you thought it was going to. Of course it is. And so that thing on my calendar that I'm missing right now, I'm going to move it to somewhere else. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, guess I'm not going to do that work. So make space in your calendar for the important thing. The other strategy that um, past Mel mentioned was something we've talked about before, which is create before you consume. Create before you consume. I know I get overwhelmed with input. So that means if I'm going to do something creative, that's my words and my thoughts, I got to do it before I take in a bunch of other stuff, before I react to things, before I check DMs, before I look at my inbox, before I answer text messages. This is part of why I like getting up early in the morning because I'm up and nobody, nobody's checking in. <laughs> Nobody cares what I'm doing at six o'clock in the morning. Nobody's checking on me. So a couple of things, make time for it and create before you consume. Now let's check back in with later in July, Mel, and see what else she learned. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You want to know how a coaching program can be do-it-yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you're going to love. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your 5-Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus, and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. All right, vlog update number two for Can Mel Actually Write Her First Book? So I have been working on this book for about uh, 21 days, not about, exactly 21 days. It started July 1st, it's July 21st, and 
I am getting ready to um, have a guest stay in my house for the next week. And I'm taking time off work and I want to hang out with this person. So <clears throat> I'm pleased to report that so far out of the last 21 days, even if I haven't spent two hours working on it, I've still spent some amount of time working on the book most days. I missed like three or four, three or four days in there. I am tracking this in a spreadsheet, but more so I know that I've been consistently working on it because this morning before leaving to pick up that person at the airport, I still felt compelled to get some work done on the book. I'm even skipping some important parts of my morning routine just so I could get in that 30 minutes and get some work done. I'm hoping that over the next week, I'll still work on it a little bit. So probably instead of hoping, I should plan. But my plan involves me getting up earlier than the other person so that I can work on it in the morning. And um, sometimes I like sleeping more than I like getting up early. So one of the things that has surprised me so far, though, is I'm still working on the outline. Three weeks in, I'm still working on the outline. And... This version of the outline is almost 9,000 words long, and I still have like five chapters to outline. So I don't have the experience to know, am I actually writing what some people might call like a zero draft? Like, like I'm writing a significant portion of the book already. I wanted it to come in at 40,000 words. So I'm feeling a little nervous right now that I'm actually outlining a book that is way, way, way longer or possibly like four books long than what I actually want to write. So it's feeling like a habit. I felt compelled to work on it. I have an outline and I don't know if I'm doing it right. So let's see if this method works for me. I will check back in later. All right, I hear some more great things coming from Past Mel. So way to go, Past Mel, for giving us some more strategies. Uh, first and foremost, right there at the end, um, I was saying that I wasn't sure if what I was doing was right. You know, I'm making this outline and the outline's getting so long and it, it seemed like that would probably work, but I wasn't sure if it was going to work. So a strategy that you can employ when you are working on your dream, keep going. That could have been a moment that I stopped and I was like, well, I just need to think about it. Let me sit on this for a while. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to be inefficient. You have to strategize and keep moving because a lot of doing hard work and achieving your dream, the getting started is the hardest part. So every time you stop and completely lose your momentum, I'm not talking about taking a pause for a day and thinking like, is, is this working? Am I on the right track? Do I need to change what I'm doing? The questioning is important. It's part of the strategy. But I could have easily said, I'm not sure if this is right. I'm just going to set it aside for a week and come back to it. And then the week would turn into two weeks and then three weeks and then a month. So strategy number five that I'm sharing today is keep going. Even if you're not sure that it's exactly right, keep going. You're going to learn more by continuing to work on the thing than you will from fully stepping back and just letting it sit. Okay, strategy number six. You heard Mel say, I've been working on this for about 21 days. Oh wait, no, it's exactly 21 days. The reason I knew that is because I was tracking in a spreadsheet. 
I'm still tracking in a spreadsheet. So even the work that I'm doing promoting the book, the audiobook, which is still in production, all of that, I know exactly how long it's taking me. I know what days I'm working on it. I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. One, it's a gift for future Mel. So when future Mel starts writing book two, stop sabotaging future you coming in 2022. When she is working on that project, she's going to be able to look at this spreadsheet and go, okay, the audiobook is going to take a hundred hours. I hope it doesn't take a hundred hours, but I thought it was going to take like 25 or something, something that's turned out to be completely wrong. That's one reason to track so that future you has that data for later. But the other reason to track what you're doing is the one that we talk about more often, which is when you track, you see your progress. So I'll use the audiobook as an example again, because it's, it's top of my mind. It's what I've been working on. With the audiobook, that's a huge project to record each chapter and then to edit each chapter. I had recorded a few chapters and I was starting to feel like the crushing weight of like, I'll never be done with this. I will never, 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 never be done with this. This is taking so long. It's such a big project. It's so hard. When I feel that crushing weight, I know that I need to do a spreadsheet. For me, it's always a spreadsheet for tracking because I, I like spreadsheets and I know how to use them. For you, it might be a calendar. It might be a checklist in your planner. It might be a checklist you put on the wall. It might be using an app. So if you have a health-related goal, there's so many health apps out there that will help you track. But as soon as I made that spreadsheet and I was like, okay, these are all the things I need to record. And I made a column for editing. I made a column for recording. And I was able to put some X's in the boxes. Immediately, I felt better because I thought, oh, I am making progress. I am getting somewhere. Yes, it's taking longer than I thought. But if I just keep going, eventually all the boxes will have X's in them and I'll be done. So that's strategy number six. Track what you're doing. Oh, and a pro tip as far as seeing progress. I learned this from Jessica Brody of write, um, uh -oh, WMA, Writing Mastery Academy. <laughs> Jessica Brody is an author and she wrote Save the Cat Writes a Novel. And she talks about this productivity hack, she calls it. If you're a writer or a course creator or anyone who's creating something that's in a Word document, Make a new version of the document every day and name it with the date. So I knew I had worked in the book 21 days because I'd tracked it in a spreadsheet. But also if I looked at my Word documents, it would have said July 1st, July 2nd, July 3rd. I mean, when I name things with dates, I use numbers so that it sorts in order on my computer. So it would have said 2021.07.01. But when you do that, you're able to start seeing this long list of Word documents stack up on your computer and you're able to go, oh, I am making progress. Otherwise, you open the same document every day and it gets longer and longer and longer, but it doesn't feel as satisfying. When you track what you're doing, it 
feeds your motivation and it makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. So you're willing to keep going. Okay, one more strategy from past Mel. She said, I was, she was talking about going to pick up her sister. And, it's weird. She, her, my sister. I was going to pick up my sister. And I said, I felt compelled to work on the book this morning before I went to the airport, even though it meant I had to rearrange my schedule. It's starting to feel like a habit. Notice. Notice when something starts to feel like a habit. Part of creating new habits is is noticing. It's locking it in. It's about being intentional. I knew that in order to have a finished book, I was going to have to have a writing habit. And not just a writing habit, but an editing habit and a publishing habit and a working on the book habit. So it went in my calendar. We talked about the block scheduling, but then actually showing up and doing it every day started to make it feel like a habit. Do you brush your teeth? I'm assuming you brush your teeth. Do you notice if you forget? Like if you have this crazy day and you forget to brush your teeth, do they feel like, like my teeth feel furry. To me, something starts to feel like a habit when I feel differently when I haven't done it. If I haven't brushed my teeth, my teeth feel furry. If I don't exercise, I just don't feel, I don't feel right. Like my body doesn't feel right for the day. If I didn't work on my book, I just didn't, I I felt like something was missing. That's when I start to know something feels like habit. How does it feel for you when something is a habit? 40 to 90% of what you're doing each day is a habit. So it's got a feeling. Maybe ask yourself what that feeling is so that when you're working on your dream, you can start to note, okay, this thing that supports my dream is starting to feel like a habit and keep building on that. Okay, so that is, let's see, seven strategies for today. Let's go back through them. And we've only made it through two of past Mel's vlog episodes. There are more but I'm going to split that into another podcast episode so I don't overwhelm you with strategies. Past Mel had so much good stuff to share. Way to go, Past Mel. All right, so strategy number one, make a public commitment or find an accountability buddy. Find somebody who's going to check and see, are you working on your book? Did you go for a walk? Are you decluttering your house? Whatever the thing is. Strategy number two, strengthen your why. Why are you working on that thing? What's future you going to be able to do? What's she going to have? What's she going to experience? Who are you going to help? Whose life will be improved by you working on the goal? Know why it matters. Strategy number three, make time for it. Put it in your calendar, do block scheduling, get up earlier and use that time for it, whatever it is. Make time for it. Future you is not going to find time. You have to make time. Schedule it. Strategy number four, create before you consume. Create before you consume. If you, I shouldn't even say if, we all take an input all day long. It's easier to react than act. That's why we check our inbox and we check the news and we check Facebook and we check Instagram because it's easier 
It is not more productive. If you got something that you want to accomplish, do it before you start spending all that brain power on reacting. Strategy number five, keep going. Even if you're not sure if it's exactly right, you know, keep going. You can re-strategize while you're moving. You can adjust course, but don't completely lose your momentum by stepping back and be like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's right. I don't know. I don't know if, if what I'm doing is correct. I'm just going to stop. Keep going. Number six, track what you're doing. Mel loves spreadsheets. You can use a calendar. You can use your planner. I don't care. You can use an app. I don't care how you track, but track because it increases your motivation. It's going to make you feel like you're getting somewhere because you are getting somewhere. But in order to notice that you're getting somewhere, you have to notice that you're getting somewhere. And last but not least, Pay attention to when it starts to feel like a habit. All dreams are supported by positive habits. So whatever habit you need to achieve the dream, if the dream is to run a half marathon, then, you know, exercise, working out, is going to be a habit you're going to need to achieve that dream. Pay attention to when you start to feel off if, if you didn't do the habit. Or figure out how habits feel for you and pay attention to when your habit is getting just a little bit more installed so that you can continue to build on it. Okay, so that's a bunch of strategies today to help you achieve your dreams, just like I achieved my dream of becoming a published author. Published author. You can run out. Actually, you don't have to run out. That's what the internet's for. You can get online and buy a copy of Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life by me, Mel Jolly. And when you upload your receipt before December 1st, I will send you a printed copy of the workbook. I'll send you stickers. I'll send you a bookmark. And if you order a print copy, I will send you a book plate, which is a sticker that I will sign that you can put in the front of your book so you have a signed copy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.